Hello everyone and welcome to Soul Quest episode number 19. In this episode I got to sit down with Mr. Doogie Roo, a man of many talents. And you get to hear about what he is up to uh, these days and every day. So Yeah, I can't wait to listen to it. I haven't heard it yet, but I've heard a lot about him from you. So I am looking forward to listening to it. Yes, please enjoy. And here you go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Actually, I'm sitting here kind of with my past doppelganger. Uh, This guy's living my life (laughs) 15 years ago, almost to the T. But a man of many talents, many talents, many skills. Um, I'd just like to introduce uh, the one and only Mr. Doogie Roo. What's up, man? What's up? I'm happy to be here. It's finally happening. I know. We've been talking about this for almost a year now. So <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, almost a year later, we're actually sitting down and and just uh, shooting the shit. Uh, I guess what we talk about is, uh, like I said, Doogie's a man of many traits and talents. He, he, he actually rides bikes, or he used to ride bikes back in the day. I don't see him riding bikes too much these days. But... That's because I'm so fast, bro. It's just hard to see me. I've gotten faster. So fast, you can't even see me doing it no more. <laughs> Just like I didn't see you on that Red Bull World Run, right? Like you say, meet me at Sabine Bridge. And I meet, I was there. I didn't see you. And the next day, you know, you text me, I'm on the run. I was like, where? It was like, I'm on crossing the Buffalo Bar. I was like, man. You, you saw put- the pace. I did. You saw the pace. I did. So, uh, actually, uh, this past weekend, Doogie asked me to run the... Was it Wings Red Bull Room? What's it called? It's the Wings for Life World Run. Okay, and uh, he he got me to sign up and and then I do the run. Uh, what did you end up running? I thought you ran more than. Yeah. I thought it was a seven k. Like I stopped right at seven k. Yeah, and I you said, did more. I set a goal personally to do seven k, and there was like a chase car, so I figured I'd set the goal for seven k, and if the chase car didn't get me by then, I would keep going to ten k. And I was able to do like 10.4K mm. with a pace of like six minutes, and 30 seconds, which I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, because apparently that's good. What? No, you <laughs> didn't, dude. You did not run that time. There's no way in hell that you ran Bro, I got six screenshots. Dude, the app there track, is no way, all that. dude. If you were running that fast, you were flying as fast as those Red Bull ringers that were running around <laughs> that course with the camera on them, and they were talking like nothing. They were hauling ass. I saw them from across the bayou. They left me, <laughs> but I told you. I told you. I've been running. So, yes, I still ride bikes, but I've been running pretty much a 5K a day. What? Since for real? You've been doing this whole thing that I'm kind of doing right now? Run a yeah, 5K every yeah. day for the month I told of you. I commented on your post and I told you this, Virginia. Believe me, you didn't hear me because really, like, I'm just trying to. I don't really care about, like, how I look at this point and all that, bro. I mean, <laughs> I'm old now. I If I was fat, I'd be cute, you know? <laughs> I cook. <laughs> I'd be a cute little chubby chef, man. Like, but I just, I want to be healthy and I want to stay active. Um, I still have at least 30 bikes. I still ride bikes, but running is just easy. I mean, I can... What? It's it's, it's accessible. You know, I can wake up early in the morning, you know... All right, then why why didn't that. you meet me at Sabine Bridge and run with me? Because you was late. I was not late. <laughs> I got there at, at 
at 5.50. I was yep. there at 5.50 waiting at Sabine Bridge. I didn't see you. Dude, I was I there and I saw, uh, apparently, I think it was the guys on the crew that, yeah. that were on part of the team. I didn't know any of them, but they were there. I think, and then like <laughs> all I remember on my phone it said hit start now. And yeah, I waited about five minutes, and then it's when you text me. Yeah, so there's no way you're running that fast, and you text me like, <laughs> I was like, where you at? Like I'm on the course. You probably jumped on that golf cart, <laughs> and you were handing Red Bulls to people or something. Oh man, well, this uh this bit I guess is about cycling more. So mm-hmm. so yes, I'm still active. Mm-hmm. I'm running. I'm mobile. I'm I'm here, I'm there, I'm getting around in a good way. And uh yeah, man, I'm just I'm just trying to stay I'm just trying to stay healthy at this point, man. I still like to have fun on bikes. I don't wanna stop having fun on bikes. I think everybody should have fun on bikes. And uh yeah, I'm I'm just I'm living, man. I'm a little older now, but I'm still active. How old are you? You mentioned your age a couple <laughs> times. You gotta tell everyone how old you are. You done said it. Yeah, three times already. Well, yeah. I'm not I'm not the 22 year old I was when I first came around, but uh, I'm 31 now. 31. So, 31. man, actually, you've been in Houston that long now. Yeah, bro, I came here in 2012. You know. Oh, dude, you're about to make your you know 10 years here. Yeah, and we uh we met. All right, so we're taking it back. Yeah. Now. Okay. So we with Doogie and I, I've, I've probably known you about eight years now, right? Yeah. Just you about. know me pretty much as long as I've been, been in here. Houston. Okay. Yeah. So let's let's set up the how that we all we know each other, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So so taking it back and then a little bit further, I grew up coming to Houston. You know, in the summertime, other times to visit family and kick it. My family has a real you know deep, long-standing connection to the city. And, uh, yeah, I just spent most of my time in Third Ward, Fifth Ward, Missouri City. I came here to work in 2012. I did engineering automation work. And uh, I was here for a few months. But, man, once I got settled into the to the role as implementation engineer, I was I was traveling a ton. Yeah, I remember that. That's when I actually met you then. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of people thought I was a trust fund baby or... <laughs> Uh, a male gigolo or whatever. <laughs> nah, I was working. But in the course of all that, you know, I always had a bike, a camera, and just a network, some connections with people and whatnot. And I would always try to make it back into town to to support, show love, and be a part of any event that was in Houston for cycling. I mean, I literally would make my schedule around it as best I could. Um, I mean, I there's been times back then where I would be in Bangkok one day and, you know, I'm working on a project and I'm, you know, I'm kind of private when it comes to social media and whatnot. So, I mean, I wouldn't really share a lot of live updates and whatnot. That's not really my yeah, style. Yeah. But there would be a race and I'd say to myself, hey, you know, I, I really want to be at that race, you know, for me or to support and show love and just hang out. Yeah. And overnight, you know, I'd catch my flight, bounce and just show up and be in Houston. And yeah. people be like, oh, snap. Like, I thought you was here. I thought you was there. So where we met. Uh, it was it was bike fest, right? It was bike fest at Full Court. Yeah, downtown Leland. by Toyota Center. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, and that was in 2012. Way back, man. Yeah. And uh, I never forget that day because, first of all, and I met you, and I'm grateful for our connection, our relationship, and friendship. But I also Likewise. got, yeah, thank you. I also got uh pulled into a pyramid scheme <laughs> with these cute girls from some coffee entity that shall remain nameless and uh yeah that was you know I, pyramid schemes college psalm whatever but i got hit with plenty of them in houston but now I'm, I'm i'm able to filter that out so yeah back on track 
I met Cisco and he was doing gold sprints and I was like, man, this dude is cool. And we just chopped it up and was hitting it off right away from there. And we just, yeah, we've been in right. touch ever since. So I'll set up this little thing from here. Uh, you actually won the gold sprints that day. Uh, that was probably, it wasn't like the biggest gold sprints I've ever done, but the, it was the biggest screen I've ever done. Remember we had the whole billboard yeah. lit up. There's and a photo somewhere. I have a couple of them, but Nelson Vales was there. I remember. And you whooped him. No offense, Nelson Vales, I mean. Well, prime against prime, I probably wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got Back in day. the day, I that dude was, he's an Olympic athlete, yeah. Yeah, a track racer. But uh, I remember he showed up to the event, and uh, you showed up, and then... I remember the look in your face because you know how gold sprints is. You know, you you go uh, head to head. You know, you make the top twelve, and the next thing you know, you're dying. You know, when you oh, get yeah. you know the quarterfinals and semifinals. So, I remember you beat everybody there that night, and then after that, we connected, and then I started doing gold sprints like just all over. I go to Austin. I come, you know, do them here in Houston. You would show up. You are actually, to be honest, the second generation. So I started Gold Sprints in 2001. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I'm talking about it is Bike Month. You know, it's May right now, Bike, it is month. bike month. But uh, prior to you always coming out and winning, the first generation of me and Gold Sprints, there was a, a guy named Tyrone Davis. I'm mm-hmm. sure you met him before. I would take, I would do Gold Sprints in Austin and different places, Houston and Dallas and all this, and he would come with me and he would just demolish everybody. So once he stopped doing that, you stepped in, and then everywhere I'd go, you would come in and just annihilate everybody. <laughs> I think some people probably thought it was rigged. Cause, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think at the time, like I remember this one time I showed up, I actually rode with you. I didn't just show up, I rode with you and I was taking photos. And people were like, oh, you know, cool. Like, this is awesome what y'all are doing. And, oh, you know, you should race too. And I was like, ah, nah, man, I'm chilling. You know, I'm just out here hanging out. <laughs> and then I would, like, hop on and just smash it. And, man, it was it was cool. But that actually propelled me to actual competitive cycling. That's right. Because then there was a whole series of, like, urban races sprint the drag well who was doing that that was casey right yeah casey ham cycles and i think that was what we were doing locally and i think it it kind of started off you know um in some bigger cities or places like la um with wolfpack they were doing um that's right the marathon crash race that's right but then i think later he started doing some more urban unsanctioned races like the crits and of course the drag races and you know i'm still i'm still a big boy (laughs) but back then i was i was really focused on the sprints but we can talk more on it later. I, I definitely blossomed and grew into some other uh, disciplines and, and more endurance yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, you know, at least for a good six-year stint, you just, every time you showed up to Ghost Sprints, you beat everybody. <laughs> uh, even you beat... Uh, Russell. You beat Russell. Russell was kind of like already, because Russell Picker Vance actually holds the world record for Houston, uh, for Texas, out of everyone, he has the fastest time ever. And then this kid, I, I took Gold Sprints on tour, and this German kid showed up, BMX kid. It's usually the BMX kids because you know they have the smaller cogs and they're mm-hmm. able to push it pretty fast. And but he was like six two, and he ex BMXer, and 
he got actually he had the fastest time, and then I went to Austin. I met Russell, and Russell had the fastest time. But Russell's like six three, six four, and then of course Russell was all right. He had opened the shop. He wasn't cycling so much, and then you came and you beat him. But then there was another Austin guy, Colin Strickland, mm-hmm. and he was like the fastest in Austin at that time. Yeah, I mean he's still a fast guy. Well, he's so. Let me let me talk about then first, and then I'll shift to now. Back then, I don't know if I went head to head with him or not. I don't remember. You might, because you. I do. You did go head to head. You beat him, but then like yeah. there were some people talking about, oh, Dookie beat him on the jump. And I was like, no. So you know me. You know I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100. <laughs> we all know what Colin is doing now. Oh and yeah. We all know what I'm doing now. So yeah. I think back then, yeah, I, I beat him, but. If he and I were to race now, it'd be it'd be different. But I will say also that Russell was Russell was the one of the few gold sprints I can honestly say I was like, yo, this dude is he's the real deal. He's he's competition. And because I, I started racing on the track and I'm like I'm like lazy competitive. <laughs> like I'm I'll I'll race I race people. Yeah. With I really wish I was and I took this to heart later on, I would race myself. Mm-hmm. And try to beat myself. Oh yeah, because so, it's time. You yeah, you want to beat your, your time. time. But I was racing people because I wasn't. I'm a sprinter, bro. Like in races, I want to sit in and win. Because mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't hang with those smaller guys. They had more endurance. They could really spread their power out. You know, I only had a few matches to burn. So when it came to like Russell, I really think I probably could have beat his. I think even you said it. I could have beat his time, his record time, uh-huh. if I would have kept at it on like my second. Or final run, but you were I was conserving. Him. Yeah, yeah, I was conserving. conserving. I was holding back. So actually, Russell holds the fastest time, like nineteen point, yeah. like low two point something. And then that German kid in Florida did like a nineteen point six seven five, and then you had a twenty. Mm-hmm. So you never, you don't hold the record for fastest time, but you sure did beat everybody that showed up. Yeah, you know, for at least five years. So we got to bring it back. And, and try to do well, better. You need to ride bikes, though. You don't re- you don't ride bikes these days. So. I ride bikes, motorbikes, e bikes. So yeah, so I guess let's 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 little go off the the sub, you know, really off the bikes of it. But like when I first met you, you were bigger into BMX. What got you into that, dude? Yeah, man, it was just you were honestly, out there clowning, like jumping, tricking, like you know, freestyling. I was like, damn, this fool got some bike skills, you know. So I, it made one and one made two because I was like. He's in that low gear ratio, so it's a sprinting ratio. So that's yeah. why you, you were able to pull out them gold sprints. Twenty five nine, bro. Wow. That was that was the ratio. That's that's still what I have on my BMX bike today. And I still ride it. Um man, I think back and like I'm I'm active right now on social media and whatnot, but a few or you know, years back, I just I wasn't really into it like I am now. Cause I'm not a very self-centered person. I don't like that kind of attention. Yeah. You know, like I could have been posting videos of me and photos and all that, but that just, that wasn't my thing. You know, bikes were really just, I guess more of a a medium for creative expression for me. Yeah. And I didn't really want attention and all that, but. But you were freestyling and and tricking, you know, know, all that stuff, wheeling. Yeah. And there's, there's not that many videos and photos of me getting down on BMX bikes. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people would, you know, see my bike like, on my car or in my truck or something, like, you ride BMX? I'm like, yeah, you know, I do a little bit. And then, like, 
they would happen to see me do something and be like, oh, shit, like, I didn't know you get down like that. I ain't know you jam. I was like, yeah, bro, you know, it's just my thing, whatever. I was kind of shy and humble with it. But then, uh, you know, just growing up in rural Louisiana, you know, where I'm from, that's that's all we had was just we could we could play marbles, we could fish, and we could ride bikes. It wasn't much to do in my hometown. And ride bikes as in BMX bikes or just any kind of, like, cruiser bike? Really, it was know, any like bike. Whatever. What was most accessible was, you know, I didn't get hip to, like, GT nice mongoose yeah. or you know red all the lines red line yeah. yeah i didn't get hit to that until like late high school and early college so oh, okay. i was behind didn't you say you stayed in the dorm you had bikes all in your dorm oh yeah right. it was, it was <laughs> I crazy you telling me that one time <laughs> yeah like growing up you know i had access to you know a few bikes here and there and my brother and some of my cousins and whatnot they were working on bikes too and you remember that song by master speed the ice cream shop yeah or Mr. Ice Cream Man, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Ice Cream Man, we had an ice cream shop, and it was like a bike shop. Uh-huh. So once they got older and kind of kept it moving, I inherited the ice cream shop. So we was working on bikes, just switching parts, painting little stuff here and there. And then as I got older, I got into cutting, grinding, welding, and all that. So fast forward to college, like you said, I was like, man, you know, I got a print or a license, and my friends and whatnot, they wasn't really trying to ride bikes. You know, it was just me. But I kept a bike in my truck. I was always down to get down. When I was working at a barbecue restaurant, at the end of the night, I'd pull a bike off the back of the truck and be surfing through the parking lot. Yeah. Or flatland yeah. Nixon. They were like, oh, you know, they called me Al. They were like, oh, look at Al. I was like, yeah, you know, this is something I do. But uh when I when I was getting ready to go to college, I was like, man, I'm gonna be a <laughs> I'm a curse because, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, like, it's whatever. I was like, man, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a fucking nerd, man. Like all over again. Like ain't nobody gonna be Riding bikes, they're gonna think this shit's whack. And bro, I I I didn't have a car with me the first year I was there, so I brought I brought one bike. I bought this cruiser that I had with some mag wheels. And I was like, fuck it, this me. Like I'm gonna thug it out. <laughs> thug it out. I'm gonna nerd it out. <laughs> and this is what it's gonna be. So I was on campus one day and someone was like, Hey man, your bike is tight. That's cool. I thought he was fucking with me. I was like, you ain't serious. Was it like a chopped out bike? Or? Yeah, oh, okay. high ride, eight yeah, hangers, yeah, yeah, high yeah. risers, had a Springer fork on it, mags. And I was just French bouncing, just rolling, like whatever. Like, this is, this is what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, they were serious. Like, I got my photo taken. I was in a yearbook. They did a little, little bit on me. And What school was this? This was Louisiana Tech University. Okay. Okay. And, you know, they were into it. And they were like, man, that's so cool. I was like, man, I got like, nine ten more of these back home <laughs> and so i brought them um i brought them like on trips home like i bring back a bike yeah and then my sophomore year i got you know my, my vehicle back and was able to like drive and bro i had i had like 10 11 bikes on my wall in my dorm room kind of like your house right now yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and people dig it you know like i have company or whatever and you know they come look and like man look at all your bikes are you know, oh, I like your bikes. You know, <laughs> depending on who it was. I mean, I've seen your collection, dude. You got a, a nice variety collection of like old school bikes to road bikes to BMX bikes. I mean, you know, some people just stick to one type of discipline of yep. bikes. Like you just, you're like me. Like I got a bunch of discipline of bikes myself. You know that I cruise. On. I don't do BMX though. <laughs> That's the only discipline I never got into with cycling is BMX. I'll ride one, but yeah. Doing tricks and jumping? Nah, I don't do that. But you, you know, you skate already, and you the sexiest grandpa alive. <laughs> you know, just keep it going. But nah, yeah, I uh, guess that's my supplement for BMX and skateboarding. It's that's that's just where I'm at with it, and, and always have been. Like ride all the bikes, have all the fun. You know? Yeah, it's true. And 
what I've always told people too is like riding different dip- discipline of bikes gives you better like agility control of the bike you know from doing mountain biking to cross country to uh, whatever bmx uh, track bike bike you know ri- urban city riding like you know you just open your sensories you know to all kinds of like how to take the turn how to bunny hop up stuff you know just all that plays a role but if you're only like one discipline like some people just only stick to tri bikes or road mm-hmm. bikes like they just know that discipline like they don't but once you take like I, I like riding a cyclocross in the in the trails, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And draw in the drops, just just hitting <laughs> it, you know? Like I remember the first time I did that, like people were like, What are you doing, dude? I was like, <laughs> I'm just riding, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. you know, that's just the way people couldn't believe it when and this was back in like oh eight when I got my first cyclocross. But Oh gee. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it just that makes me think like my daddy, you know, he, he told me a lot, you know, before he passed away, but one thing he told me that really echoed and and just I stuck with was he said you know be athletic you know be athletic stay mobile stay active and I just applied that to bikes and that's why I just wanted to ride all the bikes and just the 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 BMX and then later you know mountain biking and all that it really helped my handling especially oh, dude. man crits like once I started racing crits I, I would joke sometimes and some people would take offense but <laughs> a lot of people in Houston don't know how to turn a bike yeah <laughs> You know, respectfully, jokingly, there's a lot of triathletes in, in Houston. Oh, they yeah. used to ride in straight lines and whatnot yeah, yeah. and just pedaling hard. You know, yeah. that's cool. That's your thing. But, you know, I want to mix it up. Yeah. And so when it comes to those crits, that's why any race that was, you know, short and technical, yeah. you know, real punchy, I could get down. I could do it. But those really long, drawn out, just kind of straight line, fast yeah, you're, you're, races. You're yeah, you're spraying there the... the you're more of a anaerobic yeah. type of person. Uh, long yeah. distance rides. Actually, I've I've asked you several times to come on a long distance ride. You you said, oh, <laughs> I can't. MPH. <laughs> My pussy hurts. <laughs> nah, I've been like, yo, let's make it happen. You're like, oh, man, man I got an whatever, excuse. Dude, I've asked you so many times to come on a long, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 mile ride. I'll do mile those. Ride. I'll do those. We, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to go to Galveston with you. We're going to make it happen. Hey, okay. I got time. And oh. I got a little bass in the background, but I'm going to say this, this episode is, is sponsored by Boone's <laughs> Farm. Strawberry daiquiri, strawberry hill. When you said that, like I was like, dude, I used to drink those when I was like 16, 17, 18 years old. Like this is my first time having one uh, over twenty five years. Yeah, this this sure. is it. And also a, a Donzo Takaria. Oh yeah, those got yeah, that was some good stuff, huh? Like, we grabbed we filled out. up. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh those long rides I I like long rides, but it's kinda like running. I get distracted by all that's out there because I'm visual, you know, I'm Hey, whatever. haven't you done the Flatland 100? Didn't you do that in Oklahoma? The Land Run. 100. Oh, the Land Run. Yeah, you've done that, right? I got. I got to admit, I didn't finish. Oh, I had a mechanical. Oh I, yeah, I, I had a mechanical. Me. Yeah. But uh, and then the second time I wanted to do it, I rescheduled because it was just it wasn't a good time. Things were going on, and uh, yeah, I basically like honestly, I I canceled it and went to a friend's birthday shindig and was like, whatever. But I remember you yeah. telling me that. Uh, that was insane. Like, like it's total gravel course, right? Kind of. So story time, real quick. It's gravel, but there's also that red dirt in Oklahoma. Oh yeah. And what happens is, from what I was told and experienced, if if it's clear, 
then it's just red dirt and gravel and a little bit of uh, a little bit of like, you know, asphalt, this and the other. The night before our race, the temp dropped like 15, 20 degrees. And it was basically like thunder, snow, rain, hail. What? All this crazy shit. So race day or race morning comes and we line up and it's super cold and wet. And I'm like, all right, like I've, I've done this before. No big deal. Well, you get off the road, you get off the gravel, you get off the dirt, and you end up in the red clay. Uh, and this shit sticks to your bike like, I don't know, slime and gunk and just funk. And it's so hard to get off. Oof. Like, literally, you are pushing your bike. Man. And, like, poking a stick at your bike trying to get the shit out. Dude, I flashback. You're making me flashback right now. Yeah, so yours truly was rolling on my Sinelli Zotico, which I still have. Had disc brakes? Disc brakes. Oh, okay. I was rolling. That's a savior. But after a certain point, like, all this stuff is in your drive chain. So things oh, are getting yeah, tugged dude. on. Yeah. And long story short, my uh, my derailleur hanger broke. And I had, like, 30 miles to go. Oh. Yeah. And, um, man, it was it was rough because once you stop, you know, shout out to everybody that hosted, supported, and had anything to do with that race. They had a Jeep club doing, like, support and SAG. Mm-hmm. But once you stop, bro, you really realize how cold it was. Oh. And my my hands were just numb. I was frozen. That's the worst. My bike was broken. Dude. And uh, luckily, I got scooped up by somebody in the Jeep club and was able to, like, just get situated and all. But it, it sucked, but it was just one of those things, like, man, you can't always, like, you know, it's not always in I your know, favor. I know, I know. <laughs> I've been there before. Freezing hands, freezing toes, freezing face, not enough clothes. And then when you stop, it's even worse. Yeah, and the kit that I was wearing then, it still has stains. No way. I kid you not. It still has stains from that red clay and that dirt that just was in there. Um, and that was, man, that was like 2017. Damn, really? That that short ago? Yeah. Oh. That was like four years ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, four years still. Yeah. A little disaster. Everything has been going on these past. So years. yeah, I've, I've done some long rides, you know, I, like I, I get out now. <coughs> still haven't seen any. <laughs> <laughs> I get out to West Texas quite a bit. Um, I've been spending some time there just you know, I mean, I ain't that old, but I just kind of, I kind of like space. I like clearing my head because, you know, Houston has been awesome to me. I won't, yeah, I won't, I won't say anything else uh, otherwise. But like, man, Houston's been awesome to me. But it's been, it's been a little challenging in some ways with just coming here and, and growing up and maturing. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, you know, you're about to hit ten years, so a lot has changed with yeah. yourself. So just getting out on a bike and and doing something different. Is is awesome and it's it's good for my mental health, and also physically just to get out and exert myself. But I'm always down to to do you know some some rides where I kind of punch myself and get some 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 pain and some gain and just get out there. But you know every now and then I do some social rides and whatnot. Even before the pandemic, I wasn't doing that many. But it's cool to be around the bike fam, the OGs and whatnot. Yeah. So like I mean, dude, seriously, like when I said in the beginning of this is like. You're living my life like when I was near when I was your age, but like we have so much in common. Like <laughs> we both like okay. So let me just set this up. 
like when I was in my early 20s, maybe a little bit younger than you, like I had a warehouse that I lived in and I did the VW thing. So mm-hmm. then when I first started making you were you had a warehouse and you I were did. living there and you had <laughs> you had classic cars and bikes yep. all of it and I did too. I had classic cars and bikes all in the <laughs> warehouse. But just like other things, I mean, when I was a teenager, Traveling. I, was, I was really big into photography and I did a lot of photography, but back when there was no digital cameras, it was all film that you had to develop yourself. And then uh of course, uh, motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I have a thing for motorcycles. You ride bikes. You have a couple bikes. I have a couple motorcycles. I mean, it's, it's serious. Like this, we're like living in this parallel universe. It's just I'm like 15 years older than you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but like, but also at the same time, it's like you're tied to so many different elements here in Houston. Like the whole car scene. You know, the whole motorcycle scene. Like uh, bike scene. Uh, I mean. You, You've done a lot. Actually, you were part of the Houston B-Cycle for what? How long? Six years? Six years. Dang, you know and me. Then, yeah, and then like, uh, <laughs> I mean, you made a lot of stuff happen with setting up all these stations and getting yeah. Houston rolling. I mean, you um, when you were telling me things, I was like, man, we we're putting one here, putting one there. Put one. Hell, I did a couple of ghost prints for B-Cycle because yeah. of it too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely have been a, a footprint in, in the Houston cycling scene. You know, coming from somewhere else, and like you said, Houston's been good to me, so I can see like how, you know, it's been good to you because you've been showing the love to Houston and, and trying to make it a bike friendly community. You know, kind of like a, a, a what do you say, a, a Houston bike um, uh, maker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like making shit happen here in H Town. For sure. So, and uh, I mean, I, I know exactly how that feels because you know I've, I've been, you know, there was a long time I was doing bike shit myself, you know, and uh, just you know, I felt like the city needed it, you know, and I'm sure you felt the same way too because we were kind of the city of Houston was behind, you know, like mm-hmm. other cities like up north, New York, California, Colorado, like you know, they're a little bit, you know, bike more bike friendly, you know, states than, but Texas is. Dude, it's come a long way in the oh, past yeah. 15 years. Uh, Texas has definitely, Houston has definitely become a major or big bike friendly city. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh, I'll drink to what you've done <laughs> for the city Jeez. of Houston and the bike community because, you know, it, it takes a certain amount of people, you know, to to make it happen. It's, it's connection and networking and, and all that and... Uh, you know, just keep doing it, dude. I mean, sure. who knows what's in store, you know, for the next five to 10 years. I mean, I hear things all the time, you know, through Houston Parks Board and mm-hmm. and then the city of Houston in, in general. And, you know, uh, uh, it just takes, you know, people who to step up to the plate and actually, you know, make this kind of stuff happen. So you have been that game player and, and you know who the other game players are, you know, that that. And you were talking about, oh, I was talking to some OG game players, you know, about <laughs> right before you got here. So like. It's that, that just that co- collective of people who who come together and, and network and figure out how to make events happen and I mean I mean you totally you know are have been involved in that so so yeah. um, dang from there I mean let's talk about what Mister um, uh, Doogie Roo is up to these days man like well, you know what keeps you going dude I know you're part of you know a bunch of different. Uh, types of organizations yeah for sure man and, so. and i gotta say before i jump into that i appreciate you acknowledging all of that because man it's a lot of that work it's not 
you know, always like when I was with Houston Bike Share, Houston B Cycle, like a day job where I'm being paid. Um, you know, I've only had two day jobs ever in my life. I've, I never had a normal job. Dude, and that's what I'm saying. You're living my life. Exactly. I've always I've worked for myself for the past 25 yeah. years. You know? And you know, I'm, I'm currently I like to say fun employed. I don't like self employed or yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm fun you know, I never used that before. Yeah, you I know, I have to start using. I'm, it. I'm doing a lot of stuff I love, but a lot of this work that we do is not. We don't get paid for it. But oh, dude, I've done more yeah. free work than I've done <laughs> get paid for. I'll tell but you that right now. What the the good thing about it is, you know, I've I've thought about this a lot especially in 2020 because we all had time to stop and think um i've always kind of found myself in a position to do for the greater good fight the good fight or support worthy causes yeah so i've always really just felt compelled to to support show love and do what i can to advance anything and you know when i was coming out of college people were like oh man you're gonna be in new york you can be in la you can be here you can be there and i was like that's cool but as i got you know, more knowledgeable. I was like, I can go there. I can hop a flight, be there in no time. I'm trying to be in the South. I'm trying to be yeah. here making some shit happen, representing, showing love and all that. And I can just, if I need to be there, again, quick flight, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for acknowledging all that. Shout out to the OGs. Yeah. I can't name all of them. I, I was on the phone with, like I said earlier, <laughs> I was on the phone. Today, I was on the phone with like five or six OGs because we're trying to make some stuff happen for bike month. But, um... Yeah, just shifting to your, your, your next bit. Today, what I'm doing, like I said, I'm fun employed. Um, I did quite a bit of work in some different uh, spaces and places, held down a few professional positions, but ultimately I had to I had to go to grow. Um, after sitting tight in 2020 and you know all that, having time to think, dwell on some things and plan, I, I'm where I am now. And you know, I, I present myself first as a micromobility consultant. Um, taking my subject matter expertise, my knowledge and all that, and applying it to different uh, cases and, and situations and whatnot to just do work for different entities. Um, I should say with different entities because I ain't working for anybody. I'm working for myself. Again, I'm fun employed. But along with that, you know, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm going to coin that, dude. I'm going to start saying, people say, you self-employed? Like, shout no, me I'm out. fun employed. Do you um, <laughs> Along with that, I'm also I'm also doing photography still, still uh, writing, and you know I'm I'm doing and a little bit of a free agency. Yeah, just yeah. Free, just freelancing, and I'm I'm still doing all that. Um, a cyclist still, you know, still active in that regard. <clears throat> I don't never see anything. About I just ain't posting on Strava. It's <laughs> just doing my thing. But uh, and I'm all in in art too, man. Like a lot of people might not know. I mean, when I was when I was much younger. I could sketch, man. I could draw. I really? Could paint. I did not know this. Yeah, like yeah. even multi, super multi talented. Trying to be a renaissance no, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like I remember way back when I was younger, I left my sketchbook on the kitchen counter, and my daddy saw it and was like, "You did this?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, just look something I did." But it's one of those things with any skill you have, if you don't use it, you can use it. You can lose it. You know. Yeah. Um So I, I just want to get back into that that creative. Zen, you know, sketching, drawing, painting, doing mixed media, um, collages, whatever. And and I ain't trying to like make an Instagram page and blow up or anything. It's just it's it's for me. It's again that mental health, that that release, that creative medium and all that. So that's what I've been up to, man. And to be honest, my my day is is my days are just pretty light. I mean, I I work I work hard still. You know, I'm focused. I have my days where 
I've been at it at the desk at the computer, but some days, man, I just I just focus on myself. You know, hydrating, stretching, meditating. Oh, dude, that's all that. that. I I teamed up with the, this girl from middle school, and we've been doing a lot of like working on that with helping people with uh, like self care. Yeah. Because uh, uh, like a lot of people, it's funny you say that. A lot of people don't. They're too busy trying to satisfy or you know hit hit uh, quotas for other people in corporations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't give time. And I've seen a, a lot of my friends growing up do that. Like it's all about work, work, work. I mean, of course, you know you benefit from it, but at the same time, like I was telling this to my clients, like why the fuck you you know have you work. I mean, some people work 365 days a year. You know, they even work on Saturdays and Sundays, mm-hmm. just looking over stuff. Or even if it's just an hour, you're still working. You know, yeah. I mean, I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go through emails and email people and go, you know, try to set up some even on the weekends. But um, my whole point to that is like, man, as a human species, if you have not traveled before in your life, like I guess you don't really, you won't understand because, like, to me, I think like. Why should we work, you know, a whole year just to get two weeks off? I'm like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? It was like, I mean, I know America's like that. And then some people are just so driven, you know, like more, 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 more. Oh, yeah. Climbing the corporate ladder again, you know. But, you know, sometimes when you make it to the top top, you can afford more self-care. It just depends on how, how you want to approach it. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, we as a human species, not just an American, but there are some countries who give a little bit more, you know, take some time off kind of thing you yeah. know and, and 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 you need that in life because if you don't you're going to drive yourself mad oh yeah you know what i'm saying and i've seen some i've seen friends lose it like literally lose it and have to like admit themselves into a hospital yeah because they spend so much time working for the man you yeah. know what i'm saying <laughs> and, it, and, and and that doesn't necessarily mean their job they still have to pay their bills their mortgage yeah. their car notes and that's working for the man cuz you're making you're paying somebody else oh, you yeah. know for what you want and what you got so i was just like we need to reapproach life in in general and like say hey look we need to work but at the same time we need more self care like more jobs i mean there are some companies out there that do like some type of self care within the corporation mm-hmm. and have people come in it's like trainers or people yeah. or counselors and blah 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 but like we just not to need to take i guess work so serious you yeah. know what i'm saying and give some more self care so you can perform better exactly. and not you know be stressed out about it so yeah. that's funny you say that i was i was there I know you were traveling like... all over the world <laughs> and like getting home. You were the, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Tyler Durden from Fight Club. <laughs> like I, I was like, when do you ever sleep, dude? You're on a plane flying here, China, back in the you know United States. I was Everywhere, like, dude. How do you even function? Like time zones and the lot. I know. didn't. I was being young, help, but man, I literally was an insomniac because I. What do you mean? You still are, dude. You'll be texting me like, I get up at 4 in the morning. I get a text from you like at 5.30. I was I'm like, dude, go now. to sleep. I'm better now. But back then, I mean, my mother and I, we talk about this a lot. Like, I, my work is a representation of me. You're right. So when it comes to doing work, delivering, closing the loop, making it happen, I'm going to do everything in my power that it takes to ensure that that final product, what we deliver, what's there is the best. If I'm on a team, I want us all to look good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look out for everybody. I want us to all be great. I want us to all to just 
be awesome, cool. So when there's something that needs to get done, I'm I'm locked in. But that was when I was, you know, I was I was boots on the ground. I was ten like, years have passed. Yeah, I was I was yeah. I still consider I myself a, a a strategic operative. Like I can make it happen. Like I've I've uh, had clients send me places to just literally make stuff happen to ensure the loop is closed. I've been but, there, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. But like, on the flip side, you know, that that takes I'm not a very self, you know, selfish person. I look out for a lot of other people. I, I feel like I'm a team player. I know when I need to be the team captain, the domestic six man. Whatever. Even though I don't see you on the run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You was too slow. <laughs> but point of all that, I had to really like stop and think, you know, hey, what am I doing? What am I doing for me? How am I going to continue doing for others if I don't do for me? So it got to a point where, I mean, I was, I was touching a lot of things that, for lack of better words, they just turned to gold. And I looked at where I was and what I was doing, and I was like, man, I'm not, I'm, I ain't Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gold. I ain't got it, you know? Yeah. And there was, I can't remember the activists, but they said something to the effect of an activism. It's like people inherently want to do with a little, run, you know, burn the, the midnight oil and just run on fumes and they think that's like advocacy and doing the doing their part and fighting a good fight. When it's it's the complete opposite, man. You gotta you gotta take care of you. Yeah. You gotta have a little bit in your cup to fill somebody else's and you just gotta take care of yourself. So that was that's when That's true. Yeah. Ultimately I just I shifted my focus on myself so I could be better for others. And it just kinda led to some some really ideal moves. I mean I got some some efforts locked in. I got some, you know, things happening. I bought a house. Mm-hmm. I got a cat. <laughs> Shout out to Benzo. Yep. Benzo, like the like the car, not the drug. <laughs> so yeah, and it just it just propelled me to get to a point where again, my mornings, the bulk of my mornings are focused on me. I'm working out, stretching, hydrating, meditating. I'm doing yoga. Um, every now and then, I pull out the rollers and pretend I'm doing gold sprints, yeah. <laughs> or I run a 5K, yeah. or you know, I might even get a ride in with somebody or something. But yeah, it's just it just feels better when you take care of yourself first, and you you're better to do for others and inspire others and uplift them. That is the to me. That's probably one of my golden rules. Like, man, you can't help others unless you help yourself. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 so true. Like, I mean, my job is. As a trainer, like, you know, I'm not only just training and helping someone get into shape, but, you know, there comes times of conversation and, you know, they're like, what would you do? You know, and I, and I'm never biased to anybody. I just, I just give ultimatums, you know, like, do this, <laughs> this can happen, you know, this, like, I think outside the box. So, but, you know, you just self-care first, self-love on top of that. Like, you know, you got to love yourself. And if you can't love yourself, you ain't going to love it, you know. And not saying that's a selfish thing, but, you know, a lot of people don't love themselves. Yeah. And then they suffer from, you know, anxiety, depression, and all this stuff. And then when they try to help somebody else, like, hey, I knew a lot of people like that, too. Like, yeah, they didn't even love themselves, but they were trying to help people. That, I mean, it's, an, it's, it's a never-ending cycle of, of mental health, you know. So, um, but self-care is definitely... Uh, like a number one and like I don't I, when I I mean I have clients and I try to you know tell them it's like look dude you're here for a reason if you're seeing me I'm trying to help you get over 
or release any kind of toxins, stress, like out of your body. If you know, if I have to be a little harsh on you to just get that, and then just give me an hour of your time. That's all mm-hmm. I ask. Just an hour, or if it's thirty minutes, twenty minutes, whatever. But self care has definitely like been the number one priority for me for like the last couple years. You know, don't get me wrong. I like to have a beer or two every now and then and just <laughs> re- relax or get a little crunk. But like, I mean, I think if I didn't exercise as much as I did. Dude, I'd be out there even worse. I'd probably have like some serious mental health issues or be drinking more or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I get that high off of, and then when I'm done, I'm just like, oh God, like I needed that. And even though if I'm sore or tired, that's usually when I have my best workouts. If I'm sore or tired and then Mm -hmm. I get at it, like I'm just like, oh. Push through it. Push through and it feel better. Yeah, and I think on top of all that, like, you know, it's whatever that release or that moment of detaching is for you, you know, I like I like going to the beach. I've always loved going to the beach. Some people know that about me, some people don't. But also we went skimboarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a blast. Dude. I fucking we love skimboarding. Again. We gotta yeah, do it again. We need to do that again. We didn't hit the waves though, dude. We didn't Man. I didn't graduate. I like to hit that part yet. We were just like coasting on the on the water. We gotta like, go I wanna go into the waves and try to surf it. We gotta go to Gulf Shores or all the way out to like like Malibu or Laguna Beach or something out west. But uh yeah, I, I follow some uh uh wakeboarders uh, you know, on Instagram and some of those yeah. uh those they have skills, yeah. dude. I'm like, like you, I, you know what? I've so real soon. I'm gonna do some work on my four wheeler. I want to go to Extreme Off Road Park out there. I think there are some spots where you can get some good skims in out there. Really? Or you can just wild out on your four wheeler. I'm sorry, I said um, wakeboarding earlier. Really. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Any that's a release, man. Like I'm 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 fiending for the beach right now because I've been man. 2020, and again jumping off and being fun employed. I've been I've been busting my ass since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. On top of just maintaining self care yeah. and all that, so after bike month, you might not hear from your boy for a little while. Hey, well, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm on this whole thirty day run challenge thing, so like, I'll I'm, I'll be down. We'll, we'll go pull another triathlon. We'll go mountain biking in Jack Brooks, mm-hmm. and then go. Uh, I'll hoop you up again in basketball, and then we can go. <laughs> <laughs> we can go and uh, skimboard, dude. You laughing? Tell them where. Tell them what really happened with the hoops. Oh, you know what really happened. You saw. <laughs> hey, I, I skunked you the first game. And then what happened? <laughs> you know, might have got lucky on the second game. We're we're one and one right now. So that wasn't that wasn't a tiebreaker. No, that wasn't a tiebreaker. You won one. I won one. Then it's like let's go ride mountain bikes. That's how it happened. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey. No, we did play the third game. Okay. Because we played the three, and you beat me. Okay. It happens. But the first game, like, <laughs> I, I tore you up. I, I let you think you was doing something. <laughs> oh, man. But, but no, nah, that was a good day. and uh, Dude, I was tired afterwards. Like, Yeah, we got to do that again. That was, that was fun. That was dope. And again, man, that just comes back to it. Like, you know, your 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 job is your job. Your day is your day and how you go about it. But... To me, right now, there's no better feeling than just being like, you know what, bro, it's, it's Thursday, it's Friday, whatever, during the week. Let's go do a triathlon. What? You know, we're going we're gonna, to uh, we're gonna skate, we're going to hoop, we're going to ride bikes, skimboard, yeah. whatever. That That's a quadathlon. But... Yeah, it is. <laughs> do just, you have a surfboard, though? You know, I don't, and I've been wanting to learn how to surf. So, look. I know I'm black. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, some people might know that might not know this, but I'm black, and I so I can I can swim. You can push me in the pool, and I ain't gonna drown on you. But I want to be a better swimmer. I want to be. <laughs> you over here cracking up. <laughs> go ahead, keep going. I want to be. I want to be a better swimmer before I learn how to surf. Because mm-hmm. I want, I want to approach the water the same the same way I approach a bite. You know, I want that same level of confidence. Well, um, but yeah, well, I don't have surf a surfboard. Side, yeah. Um, I mean, you can go out there about chest maybe neck high and mm-hmm. like i mean you could still stand up and maybe you know depending on the day catch you know two to three to four foot five foot away just depending yeah. on the day you know yeah. but it's usually bang in between three and four yeah and you know uh, i've gotten I mean, plenty of photos sometimes yeah. yeah i got plenty of photos oh, yeah, you used to go out there and, and shoot photos of the surfers so yeah yeah it's, it's dope man like you wait were you out there that day they got 10 foot when the 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 skull of the golf there was a yeah, that, in the golf. Crystal ball. That's the one I was telling you about. Um, unfortunately, I think I told you somebody somebody got swept away that was on the jetty and they, they died. Like, what? Yeah. It no, was, I was out there that day and dude, I don't know if you ever noticed, like my whole from my kneecap all the way down to my foot, like, dude, I, I got scarred up. I, like, yeah, it was crazy. Like, like, the wa- waves were like ten feet, dude. Oh yeah. Like nine, ten feet. I was like, Whoa, this I is I showed somebody seen. photos and I was like, What was that? California? I was like, nah, oh, that's, that's surfside. Yeah. Um, man, I, I got like, I'm taking photos and waves will literally come and just, just wash over me from like head to toe, whole camera wet, just oh, crazy. Damn. But I got some pretty amazing shots. Dude, I mean, I, I, I could have broke my leg and I, I tried to jump off the jetties into the water. Oh, and like, snap. Dude, I, it was just so slippery, so slick and dude, I got tore up by a wave and it messed, dude, yeah, I could have had been seriously hurt, but. Uh, some I remember that day someone telling me a couple people broke their legs because they got caught in the jetties and yeah. the wave came and like pushed them back. And it it could be dangerous. So, but, but nah, man, that that just that speaks to to just how awesome uh, Texas is, especially Houston with all there is to do here. I mean, you know, I we don't have what Austin has as far as the hills and scenes. Yeah, but it's close. It's right there. I mean, you yeah. can get a little elevation. Northwest but, of town. Hey, they actually have that surf park not too far from Austin. And is it Waco? Or yeah, in Waco. Yeah, we'll have to go there. Like, Red Bull's there. actually doing an event there soon. You know, I, really? I do some do some work with with uh, with Red Bull. I'm a I'm a friend of Red Bull. Shout out to them for just being supportive. Um, Julie Ross, um, Jack, everybody. They just they're they're really good at supporting a lot of local efforts. Um, but yeah, they have the they have an event coming up out at that park here soon and they're also gonna be supporting hopefully a little a little dig appreciation day and jam day that we're gonna be doing here in Houston towards the end of the month. I'm just uh just navigating a few channels to make sure, sure it's pretty sure. and proper. So but yeah, there's there's all kinds of dope stuff like that happening in, in here in Texas, in and around Houston. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Uh that sounds I mean there's things to happen. I I still have a ton of ideas that I'd like to do, you know, uh, bike events that I think they would they would work out. But of course, they they need some 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 timing and some some uh, what do you call it? Some support. I'll yeah. just say that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always down to support however I can, but also pull in some resources to you know continuously support. But obviously, after uh, 2020 and the pandemic situation. I don't know what normal is. I don't really like that word. And <laughs> I think things are just coming back. 
So yeah, slowly there's surely. there's opportunities, you know, to to support and propel some stuff and. Yeah, you know, we can sit and check about it. Yeah, no doubt. But also, if anybody else has things, you know, you're listening, you have things you want to do, you want to push the needle on, get some support, you know, reach out to me, Cisco. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm I'm just a G. I'm not an OG. Cisco's the OG. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You were saying that earlier. (laughs) How many years I got in it? I think I got like almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm still G status. I'm not OG. OG, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, people like, I was name dropping earlier, and I don't, you know, want to leave anybody out. But like Scott from uh, from Gorba with the trails and the mountain biking, um, Mike from the the BMX and all that. Like there's there's so many. Uh, Doctor V Vion, shout out to him. Um, I guess this is like unsung heroes, man. Just like yeah, dude. There's a lot of them here in Houston. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That you know they're behind the scene kind of, but yeah. you know they they made the the scene what it is today. Yeah, and you know. I was telling somebody I like I like the word community better, cause the singing just kind of has connotations and implications that don't sit well with me from past experience. But there's so many people that really just like you said behind the scenes they mm-hmm. uphold and support and just push the community forward. And I think now with all these, there's so many new people on bikes now. So many. Oh, dude! It's a whole, <laughs> I mean, the whole the scene has changed. Yeah. Uh, within the past yeah. eight, eight years, seven years, yeah. like now everyone's all about big, um, you know, cruiser bikes. Twenty nine. I know. I want one to too, one. dude. I want one, but I want one with gears. But, I, want, I want to ride it in the trails. Yeah. Shout out to them, though. I mean, is I'm I'm happy to see anybody on a bike, but yeah, I'm also happy to see anybody, you know, show love and respect. Um, again, the OGs, people in general, you know. I've ridden with the uh, the SC riders and the crew. Those guys are clowning, dude. They, like they I've get seen lit. some footage. They yeah, get actually, lit. the day I rode to Galveston, I we rode back to Market Square, and they were having a ride. I saw you that day. I yeah, was... I saw you. Yeah, that's right. I saw, it. dude. There must have been like a hundred, two hundred. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell, but they were just all rolling in. All, Insane. Everybody, girls, <laughs> guys. It was just like a whole big BMX kind of scene, and I was like, yeah. But I mean, I I went on one of those rides. It was fucking insane. Like, so it was like Critical Mass back in the day, but 80% of the people on the ride were doing wheelies and they were in it. Like, this was before we even left Market Square Park. They were doing wheelies in the intersection in circles, blocking traffic. They were like pogoing, like bouncing on the back pegs and surfing. And they were even, they had fireworks. <laughs> like, they were popping fireworks in the middle of downtown. And this was like a month ago. Uh, no holiday. I, I think I saw some footage online and about so, that. So, like, man, these fireworks, they were like bouncing off the buildings. And then we start riding. I never been on a ride where we went so much through downtown. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were mobbing. They were like on the sidewalk. And, you know, I'm in the bike life scene, not just, you know, pedal, pedal, but also vroom, vroom. There was a couple of dirt bikes, some four oh, wheelers, yeah. motorcycles. They were in there. And, like, they had fireworks for the duration of the ride. Wow. We were in the East End. Damn, I'm surprised the cops didn't come, dude. They, they can't arrest us all. <laughs> <laughs> right, but no, nah, right. they just they would ride through and say something on intercom and flash lights, but man, they were just too deep. Like, it was insane. So, like, me, like, uh, a small part of me was like, man, that shit loud, that shit, oh, you know. I was on my BMX bike. I was kind of with it. 
But then that you was know, that day I talked to you. He said, "Man, I just rode thirty miles on my BMX." Yeah. Right? I was like, "Damn, that's a lot of pedaling." Yeah, we ended up like all the way up at iCycle, and yeah. then you know I live, I still live in the Loop, but I was you know across from Carol's, you know, way yeah. back on the south side, and uh, yeah, bro, it was just crazy. You know, another part of me was like. These kids, where y'all mama at? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, these kids are just out here, like, at Wild. 1030, just Wild. lit. Yeah. And I was like, how old are you? Yeah. Like, don't you need to be, like, do your homework? Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy, but, again, I, I love seeing the younger kids just out oh, yeah. having access, doing that stuff. Because when we were younger, you know, we had, we didn't have bikes that nice. We'd have access to all that. And, you know, just... Again, show love, be respectful, yeah, yeah. act right, stop swerving on the cars yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, that's because that shit's dangerous. And it is. You gonna get hurt. Lead or yeah, you know, there's all kinds of. You know, I know I I still do mile through traffic and stuff, but I ain't swerving on no cars. Yeah. You know, ideally, wear a helmet. Um, I'm thankful to not have had any immobilizing injuries or accidents and whatnot. My first immobilizing cycling injury, I was drunk. <laughs> I was on that that orange beach cruiser mm-hmm. with the with the Hawaii license plate. Mm-hmm. We were on our way. This was back when we used to get lit. <laughs> we were on our way from Grand Prize going to Barbarella. And long story short, my front wheel slid wearing out. Wearing a Barbarella shirt now. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. OG. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm an OG. O- OG Barbarella. Yeah. OG Barbarella. But yeah, shout out to Barbarella, man. Like we used to we used to tear it down in there. But we didn't make it that night because that front wheel slid out. Uh. And in my drunken state, I just extended my arm like, oh, shit. Is that the time you scratched your face? Nah, that was uh, that actually happened on a scooter, uh, and I wasn't wearing a helmet. So uh, wear a helmet, kids. If I would have been wearing a helmet, that little accident, bro, we, we got lit that night. And that was like a year ago. I slid out on a scooter. It was like a construction area, and there was uh, some gravel. And, man, I, I fucking scratched my face, and I had a, I had a Tinder date <laughs> like that <laughs> night. Uh-huh. And this chick coming in looking like uh, what's his name with the bandaid on? Yeah, uh, bro. Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. My bandaid was bigger than Nelly's. <laughs> it looked like a fucking slice of cheese on my face. <laughs> I remember seeing you after that. Man, huh? and I went on this Tinder date, and it turns out this chick. So she was, she was. I don't know if she was an amputee, but she had a uh, yeah. prosthetic. Yeah. But she also she she longboarded. And she had a little accident on the longboard, so she was in a sling. Uh-huh. And Donkey Boy, Alex, he walked up and saw us chilling at Axarad. And you know, he just he saw me and I saw him. I was like, What's up? He was like, Damn, what happened to y'all? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it was yeah. two separate incidents. Yeah. But yeah, that that like that weekend, we linked up, me, you, Chris. Yeah. And uh, we partied, bro. We, yeah. we, we tore it down. I, I had remember. that slice of cheese on my face. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> we were hanging out at the top, man. We were in the pool that day. We went to, uh, what was it? Uh, Ruds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I that. I, so I hang out with a lot of the OGs, yeah. but, yeah. you know, and, and I'm in touch with some of the Gs, too. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, who is it? Squirrel. Yeah. McSwain. Yeah. Those guys um, still riding. Yeah. Shout so, out to all of them, man. So many. x mess. So many yeah. people, and so. and there's there's still like some a few messenger guys around. I've I, I did a few alley cats, took a lot of photos, but it's nice to see you know still a few of them around. You know, even in the the, the digital age where yeah. there's not as much of a demand, but I think the culture's still there. And yeah, that's, that's cool. It is. So 
Man, we're at the 58-minute mark. Uh, just give me last last words with maybe you know a couple of shout-outs, and then we out. Man, Man. this conversation, I see I can go another hour just because this is only like a, 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 a scoop off the icing, you know? Like, there's just so much more storytelling here that we can go off on on the bikes and the cities and just everything that you have done in the past, you know, like, you yeah. can go on, so... Uh, last shout outs anyone any last words just one go with the last words man we could pick this up another time and speak at length but last words man yeah. just like I said earlier don't stop having fun on bikes you know it ain't about you know nice this nice that who's better who's fast and all that but yeah at the end of the day just just keep having fun on bikes um I think I, I really found my purpose and that's just to get get people on bikes so that they can, they can have you know, access to resources, opportunities, and sure, whatnot, and sure. also the fun. Cause yeah, bikes are bikes are fucking fun. They are. It's like, what's the saying? Put the fun between your legs. That's it. You know? Yeah. I so. think Tyler the Creator said it the best, man. Just yeah. get a bunch of bikes and just ride them with your friends. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> so. That's it. Done that. All right, man. We're out. Uh, we'll we'll conclude. We'll come back on a part two and just follow yeah. up on some other stuff. But um. Thank you for listening to this episode, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening today. Please share with a friend and write us a review. And if you'd like to add our Be the Change retreat in Costa Rica next year to your journey, see the website in the show notes. Have a great day.